0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to Everything We Love About Disney, the Disney podcast with the description in the name because it's where we talk about, you guessed it, everything we love about Disney. I am one of your hosts, Tommy T, alongside my somewhat unwilling co-host who also (laughs) happens to be uh, my fiancé by the time this comes out, maybe my wife, I know, I know, it's crazy.
1: My name's Gina, by the
0: way. Yes, sorry, I forgot to say that. I was was building you up, and I was going to (laughs) say the lovely, the amazing Gina is here with me. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Why,
1: thank you for having me be a part of this. (laughs)
0: Uh, So we'll get into it in a second about what this is. Um, Just a quick intro, I guess, on both of us. Uh, I'll kind of get things started. So if you're listening to this, chances are you might be familiar with the Diz Quiz Game Show, something that I started a couple years back. And it took some time off to regroup, come up with some new ideas, and one of them was this podcast, uh, and, and Gina has kindly <laughs> agreed to, to join me here, so Gina, why don't you tell people about you, about Wolverham for Disney, we don't need to go into too much detail right now, but just the high level.
1: Yeah, so I'm Gina, and uh, my Instagram handle is WillRunForDisneyBlog. I have my own blog, WillRunForDisney.com, and it's all about my adventures at Walt Disney World, training for and running in the Run Disney Races. Uh, So at this point, I've run several of the races over the past few years, and um, it's a great resource for anyone who's either brand new to the races or just want to learn a little bit more about how they are run. So, um very happy to be here and let's get into it.
0: Yeah I think eventually we'll do a whole episode about Run Disney but for now our very first episode is something a little bit funky but I thought it'd be a good uh, different and open-ended way to kick things off and it is everything we love about the Magic Kingdom other than the rides and attractions. I think those are kind of discussed to death and eventually if this show keeps rolling we'll talk about some of them in, in detail individually, but I want to start off by just, I not know, kind of grabbing some things about you know the original Walt Disney World theme park that we love that aren't going on a ride uh, or seeing a show or any of those things that we more typically associate with the park. So I'll uh, I'll start us off with something that's a little bit of a cheat because it's technically outside of the park, but I think the reason one of the things about The Magic Kingdom that makes it so incredible and special for me is just getting there. Getting to the Magic Kingdom via the monorail or ferry boat is just one of the most incredible ways to get to any theme park. Going to the other side of Seven Seas Lagoon, the way that the the ticket booths and the parking lot and all of that is separated from the park is really just a stroke of genius and I, it's too bad they don't do that in more theme parks or in more Disney parks that you are kind of just jammed in right from your car or the bus and just kind of shuffle your way through the front gates but but having to do the monorail as, long, as much as it takes more time to actually get to the front gate to me it's this transformative kind of moment where you're getting on the monorail and and going through the hotel going through the contemporary and seeing the Grand Floridian and Polynesian across the way and kind of getting a hint of the park as it's gonna to come to you getting seeing Space Mountain seeing the castle from afar uh, I don't know it's a really unique unique kind of way to get there
1: Yeah there's really nothing else like it in the world I mean aside from the other Disney parks I suppose but if you know your you're first timer there's really nothing like seeing that and being being on the monorail and just taking in all of your surroundings not to mention just the excitement of knowing that you're about to step foot into the magic kingdom just seeing it from far away is already just like getting yourself to a place where you just can't you're pinching yourself wondering at why you're there and how you're there
0: yeah, it's just surreal. That's what it is. It doesn't even feel real. For me, when I'm on the monorail, like, on my way there, I'm like, is this a real place? Like, how is this? Because, like, going to the other parks, I get a similar feeling seeing, like, Spaceship Earth or Tower of Terror or Everest in the distance. You get that, you get that sort of feeling, but you're still, like, in a car or in a bus in a parking lot. And, like, being on a monorail, the only place I've really <laughs> been on, except for the Orlando Airport the day before, maybe, mm-hmm. I've been on a monorail, but that's not quite as magical as going over. Uh, seven Seas Lagoon and just pulling in and, and and that entrance area just being on the water there it just you, you feel like you're in a completely other world on a different planet and you might as well be <laughs> so that's my first one did you what uh, what were you thinking what came to your mind first when I brought this topic to you
1: yeah so I guess even going back further uh, one of my favorite ways so. Backstory, I've been going to Walt Disney World since I was a kid. I'm sure most people have a similar story, but um, I am a millennial, so I grew up going in the 90s, and um, we subsequently went every single year, basically, after that. Um, But one of my favorite ways to start thinking about the Magic Kingdom and thinking about our trip ahead was um, simply planning it. Uh, We're huge planners, and... um, I think to love Disney is to uh, think 180 days ahead of when you're planning on going and going hour by hour what uh, you anticipate your day looking like. So the Magic Kingdom days were always the most special days. um, And we really enjoyed um, cracking open the Burn Bombs official guide and the unofficial guide and just reading up on um, maybe some of the new... Parts of the Magic Kingdom that we could go to, certainly trying a way to fit in our old favorites, and um, even before FP Plus started, um, just thinking about how we wanted to map out our day.
0: Yeah, it is the most fun park to plan, I think, because everything's so close together and there's so many things. Like, I feel like the other parks, this is a great point, because I feel like the other parks, it's almost like only so many ways to go about it, but Magic Kingdom, like you really got to be surgical with how yeah. you're gonna, because like, you can't even really do it in one day unless you go like no, really intense. Right. Like you need like a ten hour get there at six in the morning day to do every single thing, right? So the planning, that's that's a good one because, it like I said, it takes real, real methodol like a real methodology to uh, to get it done. Yeah.
1: And sometimes it's more fun, well, I, should, I shouldn't say this is for everyone, but <laughs> sometimes I have more fun planning what I'm I going to do, even, you know, just put putting together a mock reservation or a mock itinerary is just, like, I a love fun doing pastime. It,
0: doing it for other people is so much fun. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're going to start here and then you go there and, like, and again, like I said, the Magic Kingdom is the best because everything is just boom, boom, boom right next to each other and you really get to... Uh, just, there's so many different decisions to make and different routes you could take. Right,
1: and there's no wrong way to do it, right. ultimately.
0: Except for, you know, doing small world first or something. <laughs> 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 okay, so the next one I had, I have a couple, but I'm going to do... So I was going to, just achieve for another second, I was going to attach getting, walking into the park with my getting there, just that, that yeah. first moment. I'm going to c- combine two, though, so... First part of it is walking onto Main Street and just like seeing the castle. I think everybody talks about this. I'm not going to talk about that too much. I think we all know. I think that's all like that moment for a lot of us of just, when you think of like what's special about a Disney trip, like that's the moment. Mm-hmm. But my other one that that is uh, a little different for that, doesn't get talked about as much, is people watching at the Magic Kingdom. And that is the best people-watching spot, <laughs> is watching other people have that moment. Aww. Everybody from little kids to, you know, senior citizens, like, has this just look of awe and wonder. I love bringing new people and seeing the look on their face when I get there. Um, and not just there. I mean, that, I think the turn of Main Street is the, the ideal spot to just see people in complete awe of what they built there. But, you know, sitting in the hub and watching families take photos and, and just kind of uh, look at the partner statue and the little statues around it, look up at the castle... Um, seeing when a character comes out and watching people's reaction there. Um, and then even like a little, you know, spots like, I don't know, the Pirates of the Caribbean area. People are always kind of mingling about doing the uh, the pirate makeover. It's always <laughs> fun seeing somebody come out of there or the divity Bobity Or, uh, you know, just somebody, you know, a family having one of those rare just sit back and calm moment there on Main Street or running to their yeah. next ride <laughs> or coming out anxious <laughs> yeah oh well then there's like the the complete breakdowns that I'm just like I'm glad that's not me <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I would say two of my favorite people watching spots are um, when you're in Columbia Harbor House which mm-hmm. for those who don't know um, it's a quick service dining spot um, in Liberty. Kind of in between Fantasyland and Liberty Square. Yeah,
0: you go under it, basically on your way into Liberty Square from Fantasyland.
1: Yeah, so there's there's a room where you can literally watch over the people who are exiting Fantasyland and sweeping into Liberty Square. And that's really fun, especially on a really crowded day.
0: Yeah, tell your story. <laughs> I know your story. You're
1: thankful that you are up there and everyone else is down there because uh, one year we decided to spend Walt Disney World uh, Christmas. So the whole Christmas week we... We spent down there, and that was a first and a last for us, unfortunately. We had some family members who were unhappy with us about that. But anyway, uh, it was one of those days, either just after Christmas or just before, and we were just watching droves upon droves of people move through Fantasyland while we were um, perched on one of those tables um, in Columbia Harbor House, just watching in horror (laughs) as all these people (laughs) passed, thinking, how are we going to get out of here? Uh, but we somehow managed, and it was it, it was quite unusual, and it was probably the, the the most concentrated group of people outside of like a concert that I had ever seen in my life.
0: I'm um, picturing Mufasa standing above the, the stampede of <laughs> oh Wildebeest. Yeah, pretty <laughs> like much. That. Like, How am I gonna get down there?
1: Yep. And then my second favorite people watching spot, um, which is also just a, a fan favorite at this point, it's no longer a secret, and that is um, well, we call it the Blue Line as a family, or the TTA. Ooh, um, that's a good call. What is it really called again?
0: It is. They changed the official name now for at least, I don't know, they've changed it multiple times, but it's the. Wed, uh, Sorry, no. It's the. People mover? It is the people mover, but it's longer than that. It's the Wedway Tomorrowland. Let's uh, let's see. What's the official Disney word on the name of this? It's Tomorrowland. Okay, so it's the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover. Yeah. I think TTA. they wanted to because the original Disneyland was called the the Wedway people mover. Oh. Okay. And this one was the TTA, and they the people were kind of like like the people mover moniker. They use it so much. It's like okay, we'll we'll smush them together. T, TTA people mover. Right. So.
1: And even on. I- Maybe it's the old um, dialogue, but it would always say you never know who or what you might see. And generally, you know, it's in Tomorrowland, so you're once again above the crowds and you're looking at not only families and groups walking around, but you might even see a character or two. You'll certainly see above and into some of the um, popular attractions. And so it's just a really fun and relaxing way to see a lot in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the Grand grand Tour of Tomorrow, no, the Grand Circle Tour, and uh, I'm thinking of the, of the Railroad, well, actually, that's another good one, it's the Railroad, you can see some decent good people yeah, watching on yeah. there, too, it's a similar experience. So
1: I guess those are kind of attractions, but...
0: Yeah, but, but, but that's, like, an aspect of the attraction that you don't really think of, I guess, it's yeah, just, right. like, being, you know, there's just I'm so much to see, and, yeah. and so many people at the Magic Kingdom, I mean, it's the most visited theme park in the world, so, like, <laughs> Literally, so you know there are so many people to see. And we don't think about the people being an attraction. Like that's kind of what we're saying, right? Is like yeah, look right. at look at the other people in the park as <laughs> attraction almost because something brought us all there, and we're all here to get something out of it. And it's it's just kind of interesting to find those differences and and commonalities between us as we just kind of go through it. Right. All right. So Gina, you you're next.
1: So my other favorite aspect of the Magic Kingdom. And just Disney in general, of course, is the food. Oh. planning. Once again, since I'm an ultimate planner, I like thinking about, of course, what reservations we uh, put together 180 days in advance. Uh, but also with Magic Kingdom. you know, if if you're new to the Magic Kingdom, there are lots of restaurants to try, I would say as a first timer. But generally speaking, the Magic Kingdom, I think is more fun. For the treats, the snacks, the one-off things that you can grab from a cart or a quick service. Um, By that, I mean, of course, the Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar. My favorite, the Dole Whip. My mouth is watering just thinking about these (laughs) things. Um, A turkey leg, if you're into that, I'm not. um, But I'm always fascinated by people who do. And once again, that's like an attraction to me is pointing out the people who are eating turkey legs around me. (laughs) Uh, not to mention the countless cupcakes and churros and egg rolls and you name it. Savory, sweet, they got it. Popcorn, hot dogs. I mean, you could just spend your whole day going, eating something different every half hour. Probably feeling sick afterwards. But Yeah,
0: but, no, but you know what? You go with a group and you share. You, know, you get a thing of popcorn or you get like two dill whips and you kind of share those around. And, and you really can. I mean, it's all, you know unhealthy snack food, like you just said, but uh, you know, it's not exactly Food and Wine Festival where it's high cuisine, but it's just fun, right? It's fun food.
1: And it's the food that people always talk about yeah, when they psychotic. come back from their vacation. Yeah, Right, I mean, they're making... Disney's making entire um, apparel and... It's like
0: a, I mean, they're about a step away from making that, a merchandise line, along yeah, with right. all the other stuff, it's they like pretty the much food, have. The Disney food, right? Exactly. Yeah, you can buy magnets and uh, all kinds of stuff that's like in the shape of the turkey leg or the pretzel or whatever, It's right. pretty fun. So I love they know that. what they're doing. <laughs> and then there are some good restaurants, too. I mean, we just tried Skipper Canteen for the first time. And yeah, that was, that was really that good. Was really good. Like, I was surprised by how good that is. I think that, you know, maybe the Magic Kingdom doesn't get looked at as a, a great dining option, Mostly because there are a few places, um, Tony's, which aren't <laughs> the greatest uh, meals that you can have. But, you know, like Gina said, the snacks are a lot of fun. And then restaurants like Skipper Canteen, uh, Liberty Tree Tavern is um, is fun. And it's got some pretty good food. I mean, for for what it is, it's really good food. I love it. And then, you know, it's got Be Our Guest, it's got Cinderella's Royal Table, which are more like special occasion type places, but they're really special and unique.
1: You know what you and I haven't done together yet? What's that? Is the Crystal Palace.
0: We haven't, you're right. Isn't that I've funny? I've been there a lot of times in my family, time. yeah. Um, but that's fun, yeah. I mean, if you're just looking to, as, as Gina likes to say, put the feedback on and, <laughs> and just and just really go at it and meet some characters, I mean, that, there's, there's really no better place and the location is right in the center of Main Street, so it's pretty great.
1: Yeah, iconic.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like, like everyone's uh, restaurants. Like people have probably heard of a lot of those restaurants, if you've never even been. You know right. about the food. That's just something people people talk about. Cool. All right, so I've got a few more here. I'll see if we can get to all of them. I don't want to get this thing go too too long. My next one up is the history in the park, and you know, I think the newer parks obviously haven't as much time to. Um, to build up more of a history, but the Magic Kingdom was built at a very unique time. right? As the first like big project following Walt Disney's death, obviously, so there's a lot of like ghosts of Walt, if you will, around. Obviously, the partner statue, which was built much later, but that's just sort of this ever-reminder of uh, his influence. You look at the, the windows on Main Street of all the Imagineers and Disney legends up there, Walt Disney himself having two of them, the Firehouse being its own little tribute to Walt Disney, um, so just, like, thinking about, you know, that this was his kind of last big thing that he dreamed up. beside well, you know, you want to include Epcot in that, but, like, the Walt Disney World project, right, the Florida project, uh, as he called it, was, like, his sort of lasting legacy, and I, I think, honestly, that if, if Walt Disney World wasn't built, the company might not have persevered and become what it is today, and so, like, I, yeah. I definitely think about that, this became, like... Like I said before, it's the most visited theme park in the world. And it really became this beacon for them. Even when things were struggling, the park tended to do pretty well. And that was one of the things that, like, when when the Eisner regime came in, they used to pull them out of near failure. And they were getting ready to sell the company off. And I I think the theme parks are really one of the things that kept them pushing forward. So I would say just, like, thinking about Walt, Roy, and then the people who have come since. Imagineers that have, have built it—they like to leave their mark, because that's mm-hmm. that's their spot to like kind of um, leave their mark with the, you know, and then tr- uh, give tribute to the past through the windows on Main Street and stuff. I'll have a video coming out at some point about the windows on Main Street later this year um, or early next. But so that's just something I like to think about as I as I walk through the park. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's really special. Yeah, uh, the and all those enduring rhymes, yeah. legacy of Walt yeah.
0: And then also just um, thinking about, I don't know, where the rides kind of came from. Because a lot of them started at Disneyland and then were kind of brought over and and in some ways perfected or improved upon or just plused in in certain ways. Whether it's Pirates or Haunted Mansion or, um, you know, some of the others that are just classic attractions that I know we're saying besides the rides. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, not the rides themselves, but more of, like, this is just a culmination of, like, the first you know, 30, 40 years of, uh, more than that, yeah, like 40 plus years of, of Disney, that this was sort of like the, the pinnacle they hit right after kind of Walt passed away, so definitely like to think about that as I as I walk through the park.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, do you have, do you have one more? I've got a couple I'm gonna finish off with. I'm not sure which one I'll, I'll focus on, but do you have one more that you would thinking? of?
1: Yeah, so I think my, one of my favorite things, um, I would say is, I, from generally speaking, the theming, um, but specifically when you go into, say, a gift shop, um, I think the gift shops are unbelievable, next yeah. level, um, they are attractions unto themselves mm-hmm. without actually being attractions. Um, Next... We could do a
0: show about about gift shops. Yeah, and like, hey, Yeah, yeah.
1: So the next time, the next time you find yourself in a um, in a gift shop at Magic Kingdom, whether it be Briar Patch or Winnie the Pooh's Thoughtful Spot, or um, even even the Tomorrowland gift shops, take a look around. Look below you. Look above you. The fact that they have things built into the walls, built into the ceilings, moving, talking. You really do feel like you're in this... You, you feel like you're on a set or that you're just transported to the place that, um, you know, you're, you're in it. You're living it. It's yeah. it's very... It, it's positively spectacular. And it
0: fits in with the rest of the land around you. You're not just right. walking into some nondescript store where it's like only purpose is to, to sell you things. It's it's part of the story it's part of being there is just walking in and and like you said it's it, extending kind of the the story of being there and just definitely look around there are like some shops that have some serious serious storytelling in them and i don't have this stuff prepared in front of me right now but the christmas shops definitely one of them that i love to go oh, yeah. and to see all the the sort of decorations there and the history there so if you research some of those stories you'll see it there there's even more than, than you realize going on. The main street shops. Um, like, I would say the Emporium is probably the least interesting. Like, it's really those small ones that are fun to sort of get yourself lost in. Yeah. Sure. Great. So I think the one I, I like. so I had two written down here. One I have was the smells. And then I had... Uh, so let's talk about the smells really quick. Because <laughs> I want to ask you first, what smell comes to your mind? When I say Magic Kingdom, what do, you, what do you smell?
1: I think of, and this is unique to us because we do not live in Florida. But the the water in Florida, particularly in the theme parks, has a very distinct smell. So, you know, when I think when I think Magic Kingdom, I think Pirates of the Caribbean, yep. I think Splash yep. Mountain, and I think the the water smell. Yeah. I, and then that's how I know that I'm there.
0: It's the it's the Florida water, and it's just like the musty, rustiness of like it going through those pipes all day. I think there's something something there. And I've heard this discussed on other people's blogs and podcasts and stuff and it's not... You know, people think they're weird for having like the Pirates of the Caribbean water smell be uh, a trigger for them, but it's not. It's like one of those things for sure. And yeah, that's mine too actually. That's good (laughs) for mine for me. (laughs) It's definitely the Pirates of the Caribbean and the other water rides as well. It's a small world has like its own little smell I think.
1: Yeah. But the piped-in smells that they also... You know the artificial smells that you experience from things like Philhar Magic, mm-hmm. and outside of the Main Street Bakery, ice cream shop, and yep, the, the plaza. You can just really smell the ice cream. It's just like all of these Air. magnificent and happy smells that
0: I feel like Bugs Bunny being pulled in by yeah. the smell. You know when I when I walk by one of those, and then also I I think a real smell is the popcorn oh, on, yeah. on Main Street like it just smells unlike any other popcorn anywhere else
1: and you don't think that you want popcorn but then
0: and you smell it all it
1: takes is to smell it and then have someone actually buy it and then <laughs> you just find yourself shoving your fist into that box until <laughs> it's gone
0: for sure <laughs> um, and then i had a couple others that i'm blanking on right now for smells what about the the, the fireworks the sulfur smell oh yeah after, like the post fire especially like if it had rained earlier mm-hmm. and so it's like there's this dampness in there and this kind of sulfur of the fireworks can't be very good for your health to be reading all the smoke <laughs> all the time but but it smells good it's got that kind it does. of uh, interesting smell um I think that's all I got for smells Let's see if another one comes to me did you have another item on your list or was that all you had
1: um I'm sure we could go on and on but those are yeah. my top
0: Alright, so I want to I want to finish up with one more of them, which kind of ties back my first one, so it's a so it's a good bookend. And this is straight from Walt, and he always liked things that were kinetic. He called mm. them kinetics, and you know the monorail being one of them. Like even if you're not on the monorail, and like you can pull this over to Epcot as well, but just seeing it drive by is such like, a cool thing. And the Magic Kingdom is full of those moments. You've got the Main Street vehicles, you've got the riverboat, you've got the TTA, you've got used to have the the skyway, but not so much anymore. But, you know, anytime you're seeing something, the Mark Twain boat's going back and forth, Um, when you're just walking through and you see the fireworks from the castle show go off, even if you're not watching the show, um, there are just so many things that are just happening around you and moving. The the Tomorrowland Speedway, even though I'm not a fan of it, it's like, seeing people zip by is kind of fun. The railroad pulling through. Mm -hmm. Like, all those things, just like the places alive with, yeah. with movements. So I think... Um, I mean, that's something I wish we had a little more of in some of the other parks. I'm thinking the Skyliner might add some of that.
1: Definitely. To, to parks. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: But um, I've always wished that in Epcot or something they would add more of that kind of thing. Because I think it really, like... Again, makes it feel alive and the, yeah. m- the movement's really... Cool little aspect there.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, yeah. That's, a nice, that's a nice way to end. Yeah, yeah. So just... You know, next time you're in the Magic Kingdom, just maybe don't go on any rides or, or take a, an hour or two away from the attractions. I know that we're all, you know, killing ourselves trying to get as many things done as possible. Now, as Gina's first one it was about the scheduling, but just as rewarding sometimes as the scheduling is the not scheduling. And mm-hmm. I, I try to schedule in time in my schedule. It's like for three hours, we're going to do hardcore rides, and then for an hour, we got nothing planned. So we can just hang out. We can just walk through Tomorrowland and see, you know, what's going on. We can just grab a snack sit on a bench in the hub and, and people watch so you know i encourage you to remember that it's not just about the fast passes and the line right.
1: take your time <laughs> oh i could so have said so get all in that's
0: a whole different that's a whole different the show it's, it's we'll Q, do it another Q's, time cues is a different i'm gonna write it down now someday <laughs> you'll see cues uh, but yeah sorry i cut you off you were
1: no just take your time drink it all in yep. appreciate the details because that's exactly what Walt and the Imagineers beyond him intended. This place is meant to be enjoyed, it's meant to be celebrated, and it's meant to be shared with everyone.
0: Well, I can't think of a better way to, to wrap things up in our Magic Kingdom besides the rides. Inaugural episode. I think this went wonderfully well. I'm not just saying this because we're recording. like this. I did not know if we were gonna be able to keep the conversation moving and, and stay, you know, kind of with it, but this went great. Uh, So uh, I appreciate you listening to our first episode here. More to come. And so uh, subscribe here if you're enjoying it. I'm going to put these on YouTube and podcast services. So whichever way kind of works for you works for us. So thanks so much for listening. I've been Tommy. And I'm Gina. Until next time, we'll see you real soon. See you real soon. Bye-bye.